Well, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and as you are hearing this episode live this Monday morning, we are getting ready for our instructor training retreat that is completely virtual. Our instructor training happens twice a year, and we call these trainings uh, platoons. So currently, we are training this week Platoon 25. They have a virtual treat, retreat all this week. Usually, we do these retreats in person. So this is our first ever virtual. They're going to be with us live. We will be live streaming. We will be breaking into small groups, doing it all through the blessing that is a technology. So we would love your prayers for this week. We've never done this before, and we are believing in faith that it is going to be exactly what God wants it to be and that people are going to be transformed and changed by this time together. They have been doing online at home for nine weeks. They've been meeting in groups online, but they are in a four-day intensive from uh, eight in the morning to like four, five, six in the evening. We are going after this preparation time of getting them ready to be fitness teacher, gospel preachers, people that help others love God, get healthy, be whole, and love others. So if you are even considering doing this, one, pray for them, right? Give away whatever it is you're needing. Second, consider joining our next class. We are now enrolling for Platoon 26. Instructor training for our 26th class is now open. And guess what? It is online. <laughs> it is online. You met, remember when we thought maybe we would be in quarantine for like, you know, six, eight weeks tops? Well, no, we are still here and believing that great things are going to come of this season, you guys, with every passing day that we do not grow weary. God is preparing some great comeback, some type of setup for us, the body of Christ that needs to be seen on the earth. We're just in this incubation, hibernation phase of time. So Platoon 26, our instructor trainings for 26, this is for you. Uh, again, we usually do these all um, nine weeks online and then face-to-face for five-day retreat. So if you are hopeful for the retreat experience, because we plan to do those again, we plan to be back in together face-to-face. We are believing for that. We are believing that we will still be able to provide a retreat uh, in the spring coming up here of 2021 that it is, but it won't be instructor training. We still want to complete off instructor training in this next class completely online. So again, I would get in. I don't know what 27 is going to look like because when we can gather again, I don't know what instructor training will look like. We're going to just assess what this season has been and then find out what God wants to do next. But we know that we're going to do it for 26. And then we are hopeful, we're believing for an in-person retreat in May of 2021. Um, We are making arrangements, holding it loosely. And that is something that we're calling impact. It is our leadership summit. It is for all our instructors, all our instructors that have been certified, whether in person or online, we're going to get together in, our hope is May 2021, I'm sorry, April of 2021, and gather together and do deep fellowship, leadership, training, discipleship, all all the good stuff. Basically, cry, sweat, move, sleep, rest, 
laugh, play, grow, worship, <laughs> be the body of Christ in an intense time together in April. So stay tuned for that. Again, right now we're just signing for, uh, signing up for Platoon 26 instructor training online with the hope of a virtual, of a in-person retreat that if you're considering to find out more information about that, just go to the website. So swipe up and find out more information. Basically, it is a good time to develop and follow after the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's do this. Okay, speaking of that, let's get you to revving the word, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thanks for being with us. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. What do all of those have in common? Good. It's good. It's good. It's good that you're here. I'm excited because I know you're going to receive something here. You're going to see refreshment. You're going to be built up on the inside. You're going to be quick to humble yourselves. And here's the good news I want to share with you today. This message today. One thing I want you to take away. That God is merciful and quick to forgive. Quick. Guys, we don't even know this kind of quickness, this kind of tenderness. We have, have wicked ways and unrighteous thoughts. We are not God. We're made in His likeness, but we are not God. We are being perfected day after day to look more and more like Him. Can I ask you? Do you look more like God today than you did five years ago? I hope so. Maybe you just started moving with us. Maybe you just started and it's been a day. I promise you this. God is for you. God is with you. He's not a respecter of time. You know, he doesn't say, well, you sinned for 10 years. So once you pay me back 10 years and then some, then I'll move. Nope. He is scandalous. That's why even his goodness can confront some of our pride in us. We say, how come they got that, God? How come I didn't, right? Come on. All right, so Lord, here we are. Come today. Come into your hearts. Come into our hearts as we come into yours and move the furniture around, God. Reorganize the structure and the information in our brain. Create space in our hearts. Remove the stumbling blocks. Everyone say that. Remove the stumbling blocks. Right. Let's go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God. All right, we are going to read today. Again, just move your body. There's no intervals. Everyone take a minute. Just look around. Take a breath through your nose. 
Give three things you're thankful for and use your voice. That's good medicine right there. You guys, you can't overdose on gratitude. You can't. And in fact, the more you use it, the more you crave it, and the more capacity you have for it. It's like the Word of God. The more you read it, the more you crave it, and the more it stays with you. So here we go. Second Chronicles 12. This God who is quick. Quick to move and walk in mercy. When the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong, he abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen. You guys, think in pictures. And the people were without number who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukkim, and Ethiopians. And he took the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah, the prophet, came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah, who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, You abandoned me, so I have abandoned you to the hand of Shishak. Oh. Verse 6, Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance. And my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they shall be servants to him, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdom of the countries. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, context. Rehoboam. He is the son of Solomon. Now we know Solomon. Oh man. The man who started his first day in office, calling all the leaders together, going up without God requesting. He just knows what to do. It's time to make some sacrifices. Goes up to Gibeon and offers a thousand burnt offerings. He pours himself before the Lord, pours himself out. That is how Solomon starts his ministry. And then he's so wise, he doesn't ask for riches or possessions or honor. He asks for wisdom to govern and lead these people. He had been promoted. His father, David, set something in motion that now Solomon 
was inheriting and it's too big for him. So he knows to get small and go to a big God. And Solomon received what he asked of God and possession, honor. Well, do you see God? He just one-ups us every time. He does. But here's the thing. His son, Rehoboam, something went off here. Rehoboam was established as king. His father was dead now. And he was to walk in his father's footsteps. But there was something off in Rehoboam's heart. And it tells us that he was strong. He abandoned the law of the Lord and all the people went with him. Woo! Leaders, take a moment to bow. This is a problem because God wants to promote us. And the problem is we assign too much value to that promotion. He begins to open doors and we can walk through any of them and we will forget God. So like his father, Rehoboam had pride. And some of you say, well, did Solomon have pride? Yeah, sadly. We know Solomon's father, David, had pride at a time when kings should be at war. Solomon, Rehoboam's granddaddy, out on a terrace, sees a beautiful woman. Not only commits adultery, but murder. David. Oh, but we see David quickly turn and repent. This is how we know the Bible is true. It leaves the messy parts in. Then Solomon, because God told David that there will be a son. Your, your throne will continue. So Solomon was continuing it. But we can see back in 1 King 11, Solomon loved many women. And women loved Solomon with all his money, his influence, his prestige, and it led his heart astray to other gods. So God is angry and foretells that the kingdom will be ripped, not just from Solomon or not from Solomon, for the sake of David, because he promised David, your throne will continue. But he is told here, because of your licentiousness, Solomon, the kingdom will be ripped from your son, Rehoboam. You guys, let's sit with this for a second. Our sin is not self-contained. <laughs> oh, if only, man. But it's not. This is a family affair. And when one sins, we've all felt the weight of that sin. Sin is not self-contained. Say those five words. Keep moving your body. Humble yourself.
We love you, God. <laughs> Thank you for your truth that sets our hearts free. So the prophet Shemaiah, I love it. God will speak through others, guys. So listen, if you have blind spots, you can bet a messenger will come. If God has promised good to you, he has every intention of making good on that promise. So the prophet Shemaiah comes to Rehoboam and says, basically, you abandoned God, and now he's abandoning you. Who went first on that, guys? Who made the first move? <laughs> Rehoboam moved his heart away from God. And God, I am sure, what well, we see back in Second Kings or Second Chronicles earlier, when Rehoboam takes office, he consults the elders about the workload of the people. And the elders, the older people say, don't increase the workload. You know, make it light. Don't crush people. And then Rehoboam goes to consult with the younger people, his peers. And his peers are like, yeah, your father disciplined with whips. You're going to discipline with scorpions. Go harder, Rehoboam. Go harder, Rehoboam. He took bowed counsel. And slowly, one degree at a time, turning away from the Lord. And you guys, it just takes one degree. Listen, if I get in a plane today and have the intention of flying to China, if that plane is off one degree over an 18-hour flight, we will not end up in China. One degree. And I say this because this is where the fear of the Lord comes in. Not the dread fear, but the holy, reverent, God gave me this position. God gave me this call. I need him every moment of every day. So I love that God sends a prophet to Rehoboam to tell him, you've abandoned me, so I'm abandoning you. You know what God's saying? We got to break up. Solomon, I've been hanging on, but you've left me a long time ago, so now I have to leave you. I'm holy. Verse 6, then the princes of Israel and the king, Rehoboam, humbled themselves and said these four words, say it with me, the Lord is righteous.
when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, he speaks to Shimei again and says, they humbled themselves. <laughs> I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Oh, I think the Lord wants to sing those words over you. It's going to be okay. Stay with me. You've made a mess. But I will give you the grace to clean it up. The Lord is righteous. The Lord's ways are better than ours. The Lord's thoughts are greater than ours. The Lord, greater in his pinky, his weakness of any kind, which he has no weakness. But what we would perceive as his weakness is still stronger than all the strength of the earth. Lord is righteous. God immediately responds to these four little words. They have humbled themselves. <laughs> you guys, God wants to be, a, be with us. If only we will be with him. <laughs> God wants to bring heaven to earth. If only we will position ourselves under his reign and rule. He is quick to forgive and come to our rescue. He saves. your heart. Let him come and have his way. The eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth looking for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him, who will humble themselves because he exalts lifts up those who are humble you want to go higher stay low I love to look how merciful look how kind what a good father he is that he approaches Rehoboam he didn't have to he could have just walked away but he's such a gentleman remember when you guys remember when you would be dating someone and you're like this isn't working out 
and you kind of just wanted the ghost, right? You didn't want to have that awkward conversation. God's not like that. He's long-suffering, patient, that none would perish. But at some point, he makes good to say, listen, you are not with me, so I got to go. Because <laughs> where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom to do as we ought, not as we want. So when the Lord sees it, they humble themselves. I love it. He's like, they humble themselves. No, of course he knew. He knew they would. Remember, God is outside of our time. So he's in it with us. He knows, he feels all our pains, our twisted beliefs. But he's also outside of it because he's holy. He is holy. Jesus ah, made a way. God with us always. Listen, God can be with you, but not going in your direction. While you're headed for destruction. But his grace for those who humble themselves. He says, I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance. Now, let this rub up against your pride because some of us would say, why only some deliverance? Come on, God, why not totally deliver him? Why not reestablish him? Come on. Well, verse 8 tells us, nevertheless, they shall be servants to him, to Shishak. In other words, Rehoboam and God's people, they're going to be servants to this king of Egypt. That should bring back some family scarring memories. Pharaoh, Moses. But why did God do that? That they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. Rehoboam forgot that he was the, the head and not the tail, that he was above and not beneath. He started taking sneaky ways. He, he forgot to reign like a servant. So due to poor leadership of God's people, he forgot how to reign and he reigned like servants and we serve like kings they needed to go back to being servants to remember the heavy yoke because remember back in 2nd Chronicles 10 Rehoboam increased the load of people he forgot what it was like to be a servant to another Guys, don't forget, don't forget, don't abandon your first love. That's why you cannot trust your feelings. You cannot put faith in what you see. There will be times of testing. But I've told you guys, that testing 
creates a tension inside of you that is the very thing you need to be promoted to the next level so that you have the strength on the inside to carry God's blessings so they will not crush you when they come. Rehoboam was being crushed by the blessings. He grew strong. Deuteronomy 8, we see Moses recounting to the people as they're going to go to the promised land. When you get there, you will be tempted to think that you've done this. Don't do that. You will think your hands have done this. You will grow strong and prideful. Don't do that. Be servants to the King of Kings, King Jesus. I'm going to go quiet, and I want you to work it out with him. Whatever it is that's making it hard for you to serve him, to humble yourself. He's right here saying, don't abandon me. Stay with me. I promised you good, a hope and a future. words the Lord is righteous and God is quick to forgive he did not destroy the people and he even granted them some deliverance that is grace that is mercy they didn't deserve it they deserve total destruction but God, being rich in mercy, while we were still sinners, sends Jesus. Nevertheless, they will be servants to Shishak, that they would know what it means to serve a king. And the service that is required for any king who's going to rule countries. God wants to promote you guys. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is right in this matter. The Lord is right dealing with me. The Lord is wisdom, knowledge. He's better than anything. nine. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. He took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took away everything. He also took away the shields of gold that Solomon, Rehoboam's father, had made. I love this, verse 10. And King Rehoboam made in their place 
shields of bronze and committed them to the hands of the officer of the guard who kept the door of the king's house. And as often as the king, Rehoboam, because he's still king, as often as the king went to the house of the Lord, the guard came and carried them, them being the bronze shields, <laughs> and then brought them back to the guard room. Do you see this? God, he didn't destroy them. He gave them some deliverance. Now, it is so sad to think that they took away everything. They plundered Rehoboam and his people. They plundered God's people. They took away everything. Remember, but God said, I will grant them some deliverance. Right? God was wise to take away the possessions and the things because they were the very things that were stumbling blocks between Rehoboam's humble heart. So yes, he took away everything. I can't imagine what that would look like to see everything that your parents worked hard for just be taken away, stolen. Cooling down, you guys. But I, I love here that as he took away the shields of gold that Solomon had made, King Rehoboam, Rehoboam made in their place shields of bronze. Like he, he needed to have something to remind him he's a man of war. But all he had was bronze. Remember we learned a while back that bronze, the material stands for man's strength. So yeah, bronze. Not gold, not silver, but bronze. It was something, right? Something. Maybe it was something that Rehoboam needed to still feel important. So he gathers up all the strength of his own, the strength of the earth, the strength of others, and he makes a shield to remind himself who he is. But here's the crazy thing. It said he committed these shields to the hands of the officers of the guard who kept watch at the king's house. And often as the king went in, into the house of the Lord, that guard carried the shields with them. And when Rehoboam would go home, the guard would carry those shields with him. It just tells us that anything we gain that God didn't give us, we have to keep it. <laughs> we have to protect it. We have to keep watch over it. And that was never what God intended. We see over and over that it is the belief in God that gives us rest. Rehoboam stopped believing in God, stopped serving God. He grew strong. And so his guard had to keep watch of these shields. He couldn't rest. He needed to keep watch so that no one would steal what is left of his identity. Verse 12. 
And when he humbled himself, Rehoboam, the wrath of the Lord, turned from him so as to not make complete destruction. Moreover, conditions were good in Judah. God spared them. Conditions were good. Not great. It doesn't say in other places in the Bible we see the Lord granted them rest. Rest in their land. Rest from the enemies. No. They didn't get rest. But they got good. Conditions were good in Judah. Guys, sin is not self-contained. The choices we make today leave a legacy or loss for our children. Sin is not self-contained. But God is quick to forgive. Repent quickly. Listen to me now. I'm training you. I want to grab you each by the shoulders. Say, stop moving and listen to me. See my hands taking your, cradling your face to say, be quick to get free. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to listen. Be quick to have understanding. Be quick to shut your mouth. Humble, bend your knee. Honor. Keep the inheritance. Don't lose what God has given you. Stay with your first love. God, use this word to build it in us that we'd be quick. We'd be athletes of quickness to forgive just as you are, God, that you are first place to quick and we are second place. We are right in your trail, God. Give us the grace. We are the people for this. We train for this. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.